It's time to bring corporations into the 21st century. Hard work and grit just aren't cutting it anymore. It's time to rebuild corporate from the ground up so we can create a workplace that we can be proud to hand down to the next generation. Welcome to the Strategist Podcast, a parent's guide to navigate corporate. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of The Strategist. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, I would highly suggest pausing this one and going back to the the previous episode and going listen to that one. It really gives you that foundation of why all of this that I'm about to start talking about is important. So again, pause this, go listen if you haven't listened yet. So what I want to go into today in the last episode, I talked a lot about the energy side of things, the why the science behind it all works and how all of that fits in together into creating an office space and a business space that really supports you and allows you to get the success and fulfillment and thrive in a way that feels good. So I figured this week we would talk a little bit more about how to do that. What are the first steps in creating a space that really allows you to thrive and to flourish? And so what I want to introduce to you is this concept. It's an ancient practice, but it is still valid to this day as far as for using it to create spaces that feel good, that really align with your goals and where you want to end up. So this ancient practice is called feng shui. And it is a practice that originated in Asia and it is still very valid today where it creates this space that allows you to really flourish and create that safe space so that you can feel good enough and confident enough to go reach your goals. And it all comes down to intention and it comes down to putting objects and things in your space that mean something to you, that allow you to feel good in your space. And so there's a lot of nuances in feng shui, but it all is very, very simple because it all comes down to intention. Yes, I can tell you to put... 10 yellow brown speckled stones in a box and then be like, okay, this means this, you know, but then it doesn't really mean something to you. And I'm all about creating spaces that really reflect who you want to become on the inside because it really goes back to 
your inner world of, you know, your inner experience and who you are on the inside is a direct reflection of the world outside of you. So the outside world is a reflection. It's a mirror image of what is on the inside of you. And it may be hard to really wrap your head around that because it took me a long time to really understand what that meant. And what it comes down to is that it is a mirror image of who you are projecting out into the world, who on the inside you are. And that's hard to swallow because there are things in the world and things that we see and things that we experience that aren't anything like who we really and truly are on the inside or who we want to become. But it all comes down to what you are setting the intention out into the world that you want. And it, yes, you have these negative or perceived as negative experiences in the world, but it really is a lesson. It is something that if we took a step back and really took the emotion, took all of that out of it and approached it from looking at it from our higher selves, from a more removed 30,000 foot view of our life, all of these experiences happen for a reason. They happen so that we can learn and experience. And maybe those experiences really aren't what we perceive in the human experience and the whole world that are positive. Maybe they are very negative and they had a huge impact on how you proceed with life from that point forward. But it is truly all about experiencing life. And those things really have an impact and they are here to teach us lessons. So when we experience something negative in the workplace or we experience some kind of trauma even in our day-to-day life, it can be very difficult in the moment of experiencing it and in the aftermath of trying to put the pieces back together of whatever is left of yourself after that experience, if it is something very traumatic. But when we do that and we are broken and we are, you know, at pieces on the floor, when we are reconstructing ourselves and when we put ourselves back together after something like that, we become stronger. We become better version of ourselves when we really look at the bigger picture. And it can be very difficult when we are going through that process of putting ourselves back together to really feel like there's an end in sight and there's a bigger picture goal as to why this is happening to us. Because that is part of the human experience trying to rationalize why. Why is this happening to me? Why am I 
you know, taking it not so much being on the trauma side anymore, but why at work am I getting passed up for this promotion every single time? Why am I not the chosen one? Why are other people getting better raises than me? You know, we can sit there and play the victim all day long where we're trying to assign the reason as to why we are not where we want to be or why we are going through these really tough times. And that's just part of the human brain trying to make sense of what the hell is happening to us. And that's okay. It is 100% okay that that is where you are in that experience. Because it is all about the experience. It's all about trying to learn lessons, learn these really important things in our journey as a human that allow us to become that person that we want to become. And it may be difficult because we can't really, you know, we experience our human experience in the now. We experience it from our current perspective of where we are right now. We see the past through the lens of who we've become, and we see the future in the lens of who we are today. And that can be challenging because we don't have all the answers. We have perspective when we look into the past, but we lose that perspective when we look into the future because the future us is tainted by the current us. We haven't gone through the lessons that we need to go through and the things we need to learn and become because we're just not there yet. And that can be really hard because we want to always be at that next step and be on that next rung of the ladder and really advance ourselves. But it really, we're putting the cart ahead of the horse. (laughs) And it is really, it's hard because we want to be there. We want to just be there already. And it's frustrating because you can see that goal. You are, can see where you want to be, but you're still right here. And all you have is the present moment. All you have is the right now. So how do we take that and allow ourselves to be okay in the present moment? How do we create that perspective of what we have when we look into our past, the perspective of who we are now saying, oh, I went through this because of X, Y, and Z, because this is the path that led me to being who I am now. Without those experiences, I would have never been this strong, this resilient. I would not have had the knowledge. You know, you when you go through things in corporate, it can be very... You don't have that sense of purpose, that sense of like, I'm working towards a goal. And you may like for a project, like very 
minute project of, or not minute, but you know, whatever magnitude of project that you're on, where it's a start and a finish and I have a goal and I reach it and we're done and we move on. We have that feeling of accomplishment in that one goal, but we really don't always see the bigger picture of how that one task, that one project fit into the bigger picture of our career path, our experience in that job. And it can be difficult, you know, but when you look back on your experience of your career path, I bet you, you can probably go back and say, I went through this job, it was hell, but I learned all the skills that I needed for that next step and for the next step, you know, and you can just keep going down this little daisy chain of little breadcrumbs, going back all the way to the day that you stepped foot into that office or into that job or into that company or into your career, because maybe you didn't stay at the same company, right? So it really is having this perspective of what has happened in our past and how that relates to the now of how that from a perspective standpoint, from a bigger picture standpoint, how all the things in our past created the person that we are today. And we wouldn't be that person without those experiences. And going through them may have been the most difficult thing that you've ever done in your life. And you look back on that time thinking, how in the world did I even make it through that? But you did it. And you learned so much from it because it stretched you. It pushed you outside of your bounds. It pushed you to be better, to be more. But going through that, you had blinders on because you didn't have that perspective of who you are now to have that lens, that filter of this is why I'm going through this. So it's one of those very tricky things of how do I translate this perspective into my future self? How do I take it and create this perspective of being my future self and understanding why I am not there yet. And what that all comes down to, like I said in the past episode, it's this leaning into this intuitive side of ourselves, this trust factor, this feminine side of it. And I don't mean feminine as in like masculine, feminine type of like in the way we view it as humans, whereas females and males, it's more like everybody has both feminine and masculine traits. And some people lean more towards one or the other. And it's in this where when we look at and have the perspective of seeing our future selves and having the experience and the feeling of why am I not there yet? It's you're leaning more into your logical brain thinking where you are trying to piece the pieces together as to how 
I am going to get to that end goal. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but the how is not yours. You don't get to decide how you get there. Unfortunately, you decide what you do in this moment to take you to that goal and to get closer and closer to who you want to become. But you don't get to decide how. That's for a bigger person to decide. That's for a bigger power to decide. You don't have that authority, I guess, which is a terrible word. But you don't really have the perspective of the journey that you need to go on and how you need to get there to actually make that decision of how you get there. You can decide what in this moment is yours. What in this moment do I need to do to align myself with that goal and release the need to feel like you have to map it out. Like you have to say, okay, I'm going to travel from A to B and I'm going to go there at 60 miles per hour and in an easterly direction. And then from B to C, I'm going to go 20 miles an hour because I need to go a little slower because it's mountainous. You don't get to decide all of that. And it's okay because when we try to control all of these little tiny pieces of our journey, we end up with getting to a goal that we actually didn't really intend on going. That really didn't get us to where we want to be. It's not giving us that feeling of fulfillment. It didn't give us that result that we expected because we controlled it too much. And I'm not saying that you don't need to have, as I call them, the bumper cars, or not bumper cars, but the bumpers on the the bumper lanes. You need to have those so that you don't go off the rails, but you don't need to control exactly how the bowling ball gets down to the pin. It'll get there, and you have to trust that. And that's where leaning into more of the intuition, the trust factor, flexing that trust muscle of, I know that I am, this is who I want to become. This is my end goal. What do I need to do to align myself with that goal so that way the things that happen and the things that I experience get me to where I want to be. Because when we're in more of that flow, it really, it allows us to get there without feeling like we need to push. And I'm sure you're probably wondering where this is all going. And I want to bring it back a little bit to it our original topic of feng shui because feng shui is more of a tool that we can use to control the what, what are we doing now so that we can create this environment that aligns us with our future self that we want to become. 
it allows us to create that intentional space so that we can trust, so that we can feel safe, so that we can really lean in more into that intuitive side of ourselves where we're trusting the process. We're trusting that one day I'm going to look back on this experience and all these sequences of experiences and realize why I had to go through all those those things. And it's that trust that it is going to work out, that it is going to be in my highest good, that that's where the magic happens. That's where we can create these environments that support us. So on the feng shui side of things, it's all about intention. It's all about creating this intentional space that really allows us to trust, that allows us to create that perspective that we lack when looking at our future self of how we do we get there. Creating that space allows you to release the how. It allows you to trust because when we are in an environment that really feels supportive and safe, then that translates into us getting out of that fight or flight type of mentality and feeling in our body so that we can relax and really allow ourselves to flow, to think critically, to make decisions that align with where we want to go. It removes that barrier and this it's almost like people don't realize how much of an impact that that's really having on their decisions. I mean, okay, think about this. When you are in a space that just feels really off and grimy and just you don't want to be there. Think about the decisions that you would make in that environment. Versus a decision you would make if you were in a space that felt really good, that you just loved being in, that really made you light up from the inside out of being in that space. We all have those spaces in the world, in you know our travels, maybe even where you live gives you that feeling of, I love being here. I feel so alive here. What if you could take that feeling and move that into your office space, make it to where you felt that when you walked in the door. And that's what feng shui does. It allows you to create that supportive environment. So going back to my example of what kind of decisions would you make in a really grimy, yucky office space? You probably wouldn't make very good decisions. 
Because all you would be thinking of is, I want to get the hell out of here. This is not where I belong. I don't like being here. And a lot of that is probably happening on a very subconscious level. And so we don't even realize that conversation is even happening in our bodies. But when we go into being more in tuned with who we are and who we are aligning with, our future self that we're aligning with, then we can make those really good decisions. We can make those really good decisions where we are aligned with who we want to become and it creates this just really beautiful way of living because we spend a third of our life in our office. Think about that for a minute. You spend a third of your life in your office. You spend a third of your life sleeping. And then you have a third of it left for the rest of everything else that you want to do. Why would you not create this beautiful, wonderful place that you feel good in while you're at work? That's a third of your life. How crazy is that, right? I mean, we literally spend more time at the office than we do with our families most times. And obviously every one of us would probably want the other way around where we want to be with our family more, but but that's just not exactly how it works sometimes. And that's okay. But let's make the best of the time that we spend and make it in a place that we love and a place that supports us and makes it to where we want to actually show up to work and we want to do the things that advance the corporation, advance the company. Because when that happens, then we feel a sense of fulfillment in a way and we have reaching our goals. We reach our goals as far as for company-wide, but also on a personal level. Because when when the company succeeds, you succeed. And it goes hand in hand. So going back to feng shui, it's all about the intention. It's all about creating a space that feels good. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And Again, if you have questions, you want to reach out, talk, reach out to me on social. I'm on LinkedIn, Fallon Fulce. I am on Instagram at pfstrategies.co. And I am also available by email, info at pfstrategies.co. So I hope that you reach out. I hope that this has inspired you to learn more about feng shui and how it can impact your day-to-day life at the office. So, until next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. All the links mentioned in today's show are in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed listening, be sure to leave a five-star review. It really helps other people like you find this show so that we can truly create a better corporate to hand down to the next generation.